Welcome back. This is the three-part series. This is the second part of the three-part series of the Deidre is Creatively Tapped Out series. I just came up with that. If you missed last episode, definitely go back and listen to it because that will provide you some context about where that name came from. (laughs) But in short, I was like, I am just not really feeling it creatively and we're just going to hop on the mic and talk it out. That's pretty much. I think that's a good story. premise. Yeah, <laughs> and I personally love the name of the series, and I could not tell it was made up on the spot at all. No, not at all. There was a lot of thought, branding. We did a lot of customer surveys, all of the things on that. Yeah. Last week we spoke about this about strategy overwhelm, and today I want to talk about tactic overwhelm, because we actually ended last episode on a bit of a note, and I was like, oh, I want to go a bit deeper into mm. this. So. Let's talk about, first of all, what is a tactic? Because obviously last week we defined strategy, Mm. what it means to us and Mm -hmm. and how we view it, and which involves tactics as well. Yes. But to me, a tactic is really a part, a part of that strategy. Mm. And that's not to say, and again, I want to reiterate that a tactic in and of itself also still has a strategy. Of course. But it, in and of itself, it is not a strategy. Mm. I agree with that. So definitely in the frame of a strategy being a plan that carefully lays out the why, the how and and when of something, in my mind, how I think about tactics are the collections of actions around the how. Mm -hmm. And with a bit of the when, obviously, as well, which is where the strategy for the tactic comes in. But it's really all of the the laundry list of things that can live under the how. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So this is actually really important because I know that we've been – Gosh, we struggle with this so much. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I literally, I think it's every second day I'm like, we've got to be on YouTube. We've got to do it. Everyone's on there. <laughs> Everyone say we've got to be on there. She does. Yeah, I attest to this. Like yeah. literally in that voice as exactly, well. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you like pop out of the room and you say that exactly in a very dramatic <laughs> Lord Farquaad kind of approach yeah let's just say that we battle with this day in and day out but Mm. I'm gonna say that I'm also like I'm a bit buoyed because I feel like we've also we've grown through the journey and we've gotten a lot better at this yes and the reason why this is so important like really getting this tactic overwhelm part down is so important is because everything I fundamentally believe is that everyone's gonna get be so sick of me saying this but the only way to success is focus. Mm. I, I fundamentally believe that. I didn't before. Before I was like, I've got like entrepreneurship ADHD and that's a thing. And like pe- entrepreneurs can still be successful doing that. And But you kind of have to earn the right, I, fi- I found out, to have entrepreneurship ADHD. Oh, that's so interesting. We'll have to have another episode of that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like people who have entrepreneurship ADHD and are successful is because they've already found success Mm. I believe Mm, nice whereas people who haven't yet found success and have entrepreneurship ADHD lean on that as an excuse Mm. to why they don't want to do the hard thing of focusing nice it's like an avoidance mechanism a hundred percent wow that's powerful and that's and I say that no, with no judgment because that is 100% me. I believe you're talking about yourself. <laughs> I'm definitely yeah. talking about myself here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And But I'm like the more that I've really leaned into this and pulled this apart and been really honest with myself about this, oh, my gosh, the more that I have honestly felt freer. Mm. 
which is like, oh, it just, it's so good. It's so yes. good. And so I want to give an example of, because in the last episode, we, you mentioned, we both meant, I think I brought up Instagram and then you added to that mm. around almost like making the decision as to what it is, almost like which tactic it is that you're going to focus on. Yep. And there are a ton of resources out there. And the difficult thing is, and that the reason why I think there's so many shoulds in our cupboard, just to extend on the analogy that we the spoke about you had, yep, yep. last week, is because we have so many voices in our heads, like so many. And I get it. I am one right mm. now. If you're listening to this, mm. I am one voice, one of those voices in your head. Mm. And I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> But you know what? Feel free to turn me off. <laughs> if, if I'm not serving you, feel free to turn me off because that's what I've had to do. I've yes. had to turn a lot of the voices off. Mm. And that's because I know that I just need to focus. And if I'm not focusing, then I'm not actually setting – I'm not doing anyone a favour. I'm not doing like myself a favour. I'm not doing my business a favour. I'm not doing my co-founders a favour. I'm definitely not doing my audience a favour. Mm. So I need to be able to turn the voices off and focus. And one of those things that like what we're being really, really, I guess, disciplined as possible around this is like really deciding and going in on, for example, the marketing channels that we're going to be on. And each of those I view as a tactic, Mm. right? And we mentioned this. So in the last episode, we were like, I said, as an example, Instagram Mm. is a tactic. It was, it's in a drawer and I'm like, I'm going to shelve that drawer. Mm. I'm going to shelve that should, right? Because... Obviously, people are going to be like, of course you should be on Instagram. There's 2 billion people, whatever the stat is, mm. to be on, on, on there. And everyone's on there. And you're missing out if you're not implementing reels and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, for a long time, I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to be on Instagram. Mm. We should be on Instagram. But there's, you know, there's the voices yep. that we listen to that tell us that we should be doing things. And the reason why I bring that up is because how it can help us is if we can use this moment to commit to the one or two voices that we're going to listen to, then that will help us actually then decide Mm. what tactics Mm. to focus on, Mm. right? So for me, if the person that I was going to go all in on was like, you have to be on Instagram, then there's a reason why I've chosen that person to be the one that I'm I'm going to commit to. Yes. Then of course I would be on Instagram, right? That's just what follows. Another resource that you can have, so one that we're actually doing, what we're actually in the middle of is our state of podcast marketing report for the coming year, where we surveyed a whole host of entrepreneurs who podcast and what it is that they, what channels or what tactics, I guess they're using, things like that. And it's all by, I guess, the main marker of success, which is revenue. So Mm -hmm. it's based on what a high income earning podcast is doing versus lower income earning podcasters. And we can definitely lean on data as well to tell us what it is that we should be focusing on. But then the other thing that we can just use to, and there's no shade in this, is just like fundamentally, what do you want? What do you like? Mm -hmm. And that's where the um, conversation with you, and this is kind of the thread I wanted to pull on from last week's episode where you mentioned why is it that we decided to not be focusing on Instagram Mm -hmm. as a channel, as a tactic, is because I personally don't like being on there. Mm. Like literally I'll open the app, I don't know, once a week, maybe, mm. maybe twice a week. Mm. And I'm surprised when I have DMs on the Oh, Sorry. I really should. Yeah, I really should attend to those. And you mentioned that it's also uh, a channel that our audience isn't on. And, I, and this is the particular thing that I wanted to pull on because I don't know if that's an accurate dis- 
an accurate statement mm. because I would say that our audience is on Instagram, but what are they on Instagram for? for? Exactly. Is the and this was a conversation that we have had yeah. um, between the two of us when we made the decision to not yeah. necessarily invest in, in Instagram. Yes. Is because it's like, yeah, no, our audience is on Instagram. We see them. Mm. We but what we see them doing is using it as a tactic to grow their business. They're not using it as a as a pleasurable I don't know if mm. anyone finds social media pleasurable but as a, a means to discover the things themselves or which means to learn for their business yeah, yeah exactly to grow their business as opposed to potentially consume other people's businesses by way as it relates to their, to their business so yes. what am I saying so an example would be for someone like myself I'm on Instagram for cooking recipes I love it for that but I'm not there for entrepreneurial advice largely speaking. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the distinction to your point. All of those those statistics about how many people use Instagram, absolutely true, and all the other platforms. Mm-hmm. But having that, to your point, the distinction around what are they on there for very actively yes. is, yeah, it's such a no-brainer when you think about it that way. But we yes. skip a lot of that because, again, we go, yeah, there is a lot of people on there. Right. It's great for visibility. We need to be on there, obviously. Yes. But it's not that. Yeah, so we do have to go deeper. And this is the invitation for you to go deeper as well in terms of trying to figure out what those tactics are that's going to work for you because a lot of us do we, we stop at that surface level of yeah, there are a ton of people out there and my audience is on there because mm-hmm. look they have accounts and they're posting and they're like it's true they are on there but are they on there for the purpose that you're wanting them yes. to be on there for yes. and by the way we are using instagram as an example that might not be the case the same for your audience and for your purpose okay so do not listen do not hear this and think that we're saying don't be on instagram oh yeah if you're creating cooking videos and i am your ideal person <laughs> oh be on instagram yeah, reach do out to all Bonner, the reels. yeah i'll buy all of your things <laughs> i'll sign up to everything you have okay so that's like the first thing i want to talk about which is almost like prioritizing a strategic pillar hey capshovians mark your calendars for january 23rd and 24th as we bring you the first ever capshovians live in orlando we are bringing together a dozen expert speakers to dive deep into the one yes just one key strategy you need to scale your marketing and your business in 2024. You get an exclusive peek into the future of the Capture software and connect with leading industry figures. Whether you're looking to network with fellow entrepreneurs, learn from top-notch experts, or just want a memorable experience, this is the place to be. We are keeping this event intentionally intimate so that you're not just another face in a crowded room. Yes, we want to get to know each and every one of you. So spots are very limited, which means you're going to need to grab your ticket now. Go to www.capshovianslive.com and get in on the early bird pricing before it goes up. That's www.capshovianslive.com and let's take on 2024 together. Okay, in my mind, I'm like, I always go back to my own overarching strategy, which if you've heard me talk about the traffic pyramid enough, and if you haven't, go back to an episode that I've done we'll link it in the show notes <laughs> on the traffic pyramid but to me I'm like okay so that's a strategy and then the traffic pyramid has four tiers mm. and to me each of those tiers is actually a strategic pillar okay, in and of itself it. do I want do we want to be focusing on just passive organic marketing active organic marketing is it leveraging other people's audiences is it paid ads right and then so we want to prioritize one of those strategic pillars 
at any one time. Knowing, again, if you go back to last week's episode and, and theme, knowing that we're going to implement all of that but not all at the one time mm. because it's actually going to be impossible. And I don't – sorry, I shouldn't say impossible. It is possible but to the detriment of your business, your health, your well-being, maybe your relationships. <laughs> your- I mean how important are those things really? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. approach with caution. Yeah. Yes. Because, and by the way, again, everything that we talk about, we've done before. We've done the thing where we're, we've gone all in on trying to implement everything on the traffic pyramid. Mm. And let's just say it has not gone well. No. Yeah. <laughs> health. What was it? Sanity, health, <laughs> relationships. Relationships, yeah. Yeah, burned to the ground. <laughs> It has not gone well. And I know a lot of us learn by having to have gone through it and feeling the pain. So I totally get that. So if you need to go feel the pain, fine, go feel the pain (laughs) of trying to do it all. But if some of us are, we want to just listen to, if I'm one of the voices, which I would be so like grateful and yeah, yeah, if I am one of your voices, then know that we need to prioritize max two, Mm. if not just one. Mm -hmm. And then within that pillar we then need to prioritize a tactic because each of the pillars i can tell you every single strategic pillar no matter if it's marketing or not has so many tactics Mm. that you can implement under there yes so many let's talk through some of these yeah so i just want to say i'm glad you brought the strategic pillar thing up because now that helps me because i think that's the thing the strategy like a traffic pyramid is there's so much in there. Yes. But then having that extra layer yes. before the tactics is super helpful. Yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Nice. Yeah, cool. So we're, we're, we're all two. learning. We are learning. <laughs> I'm learning, learning on the fly. Okay, so you got one or two and then the tactics under each, you're saying under each strategic pillar, choose one. Well, let's talk about this. Okay. Because it depends on, I mean, everything depends. Like mm. even when I say prioritize a strategic pillar, it also depends on things like how big your team mm-hmm. is, how many, re- like how much resources you have. How evolved your business is. Exactly. Yeah. For example, That's- if we were like, if we were all here minting the heck out of it and we're like, yeah, we're just going to like outsource to an ads agency there and we're going to like, you can do that, you right? Do yeah. Knowing that you still need the resources in your team to be managing that. Mm-hmm. Because again, if you're a solopreneur or you have a very small team like we do, it is still very, I say impossible. It's not impossible, but it's like incredibly difficult. difficult yep. And like it's, yeah, anyway, it's not a good thing to still try to do all of it because even when we think that we outsource, that's still something else we're putting on our plate, hmm. right? And Bonnie, you know this firsthand. Oh, yeah. Like it's something I've been, that has been very, very top of mind yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some of you, do we... I, we sent an email out a few weeks ago. I lost track of time talking about how we had to cut from our team. Like we, we made a really, really difficult decision. It was not a fun time for us. And a big part of that decision was because of this pain that we were going through where again, like in my mind, I always, I go back to, cause, and gosh, I'm going all over the place, but bear with me. Okay. These, this will all come together. <laughs> hopefully fingers crossed. I mentioned last episode that I listened to 10 exercises and then two X, like I'm on my four, fourth time. Mm. One of the strategies is who, not how Yeah, that they talk about, right? Find your who's 
don't try to figure out the how. And so I was like, all right. We're going all in. We're going all in. We're going to get all the who's. We're going to. And so we built our team up and without realizing that it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. Just because you get a who does not mean that you actually outsource thinking and yeah. the management and everything as well. It's that's a very it's like and I don't think that that Dan Sullivan and you know, Ben Hardy meant it in that way. Mm. Did I say Dan Sullivan? Yeah. It's Dan Sullivan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, meant it in that way. But that's how at that time I had heard it yes okay so I, I don't want to blame it on the the strategies no. I don't want to blame it on because a lot of it is also how we in, as individuals also implement it, implement it. Mm. so we've been through the pain of we built our team out and we were like yes okay they're gonna own this and they're gonna own that and Bonner does a lot of the management of looking after these people and it was not fun let's just say it was not fun nope. it was adding more to your plate actually mm. than before we hired these people yep and that's why I say that to come back to prioritizing the tactics and it depends, everything depends. Like for people, when you have a small team and especially if it's just, you have to be so disciplined around how many things you put on your plate, mm. right? One strategic pillar, one tactic. Mm. For us, we have a little bit, like we have small teams, but we have three three of us co-founders. So it's like we could probably do two strategic pillars. Yes. And within that, we could probably do two to three tactics yep. because we can handle that with ourselves. Yep. Now, even if we had a small team and we had a, we were just, we had so much money at our disposal, so, so much resources, then yeah, maybe. And then we looked to outsource and we truly outsource to experts, like people that we trust to know their ish and be able to implement without us having to manage or oversee things, right? Like, yes. so th- that's why I say it depends, the number depends on your situation yes but yeah that's kind of to round back to what you were saying around oh is it one strategic pillar and one tactic it depends it depends yeah so i yeah again we can't say for us like we do okay and it doesn't sound great to say this but in the traffic pyramid i would say we do we do three Mm -hmm. of the pillars Mm -hmm. but we don't go all in on on them as in, and what do I say? Mean me by that, I mean that we don't implement all of the tactics that we could under yes. each of them, and that was a that was actually a decision that we made. Yes. And again, let me give you an example. Think of this as a, a bit of a matrix. So, like, you have on, and I'll use an example of like even passive organic marketing, and this is where a lot of the channels comes in. This is where we our decision about okay, what channels do we want to be on comes into it, right? Even in that one tier, there's like how many channels, like. 15, 20, I don't know, like yeah, a lot. Yeah, crazy, yeah. Right? There's everything from podcasts as a channel, YouTube, blog. All the social media platforms. All the social media platforms. Like all, yeah, email is a channel. Like everything is a channel. And we made a decision to be like, nope, we're going to only be on like a handful, literally mm. max five. Mm. I'm like, I just lifted my hand up when I said handful. I was like, yeah, actually that's yeah. right. It is five. That's poetic. Right? Yeah. And then we're going to be like, okay, and then active organic marketing. Mm. Even in that, there are so many tactics that yes. we could be leveraging. And yes. that's the reason why as well that we've made a decision to only be on a handful of channels is mm. because then we can really start to go a lot deeper in the tier two tactics. Yep. And then even in leveraging other people's audiences. Oh, my gosh. Endless amount of tactics. Mm. Like you, I could be guesting on podcasts. I could be or doing virtual summits. I could be like doing relationship marketing in different there's so many different ways that you can be doing that it's mm. endless literally mm. endless 
And so for us, it was like, okay, let's just focus on one or two yep. tactics that we can, yeah, that we can like consistently commit to. Yes. And that's what we've done. Yeah. And so that is also, I should say, when I say prioritize the strategic pillar, uh, I, I want us to be able to move with flexibility. Mm. So I'm giving you the permission to, but that doesn't, but it's also going back to last week when you know what that whole strategy is, like when you have all of the component drawers in the cupboard, that's when you can be flexible. And I think there's different levers you can pull too, as you were just talking about the third tier, which is leveraging other people's audiences. The when is a big pillar mm-hmm. too, right? Because yeah. Kelly Mosser, who's going to be speaking at Capshavians Live, talks about this podcast tour and you can do it weekly, not weekly, I'm sure. You could do it quarterly, you could do it monthly. There's different ways you can flex in terms of time as well. And virtual summits, you know, you can just be like, um, we just do the one a year. Or you could do multiple, but it's I think the when is a really powerful lever. Again, once you have the strategy and you know how these different tactics work, you yes. can make that decision and feel more empowered with that too. Yeah, totally. And that all flexes in because for us, we do a virtual summit a year. But like, for example, even Alex, Alex Filippo, he has his pod talks. That's kind of a virtual summit yeah. when you think about it. And he yeah. does it quarterly. It's the same model. Yeah, he does it quarterly. And he's decided to really focus more on that than, for example, something else that we might focus on more. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it is different, for di- but like you can see how everything still falls under this one underlying strategy, which we spoke about last week, how to cut through strategic overwhelm. And then now we're going, okay, once you shelve those shoulds, you do the same thing on the tactic side, Mm -hmm. right? Like shelve those shoulds as well Mm -hmm. Uh, because only what's going to work for you. Mm. No one else is going to know that, Mm -hmm. only you. And it's okay for you to just lean into what it is that you enjoy doing Mm. and what it is that is going to get results for you and your business. Okay, so we've spoken about prioritizing a strategic pillar. We've, We've talked about prioritizing a tactic. I do want to talk about how to understand when and where those things do fit in. And I think you were starting to, you were going into this. Yeah. Because again, each tactic has a strategy. Yes. Which in and of itself can get overwhelming. Yes. And so let's talk about virtual summits. And actually Jenny, she's going to be talking, she's going to be at Capturevian's Live as well. Yeah. Um, talking about awesome. this very top about virtual summits. That's her thing. I'm so excited to learn from her. She's going to yeah. be amazing. And so if we use that as, a, as an example, like for, for me, I follow a particular strategy for our virtual summits yes alex follows a particular strategy for his virtual summits and you can see same tactic virtual summits different strategies Mm. so this is what we mean each tactic has a strategy Mm -hmm. and they could be different or they could be the same it really depends again on maybe where you learned it from who you learned it from etc so knowing first of all that each tactic has a strategy is important because this is how you then understand and start to map out yourself as well when and where things fit. Yes. And so for us, it was like, okay, well, I mean, we could probably do a quarterly virtual summit if we wanted to. But because of the particular strategy that we followed, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. So we're just going to keep it annual. Mm. And then we're going to do other things in the, in, in the other time. We're, we're going to lean on different levers mm. at that time. Yes. So I do – yeah. So basically all of that to say – this episode's like a – do whatever you want. <laughs> Pick your adventure. But I do think there's certain principles, as you were just saying that, and even you talking me through strategic pillars with the traffic pyramid, is absolutely you do have to have the self-knowledge to go, okay, this is going to work for me. The virtual summit example is really good. But I think those print, those marketing principles, and I know you're going to go into this a lot more detail at Capstrovians Live, 
but almost like why is the pyramid set up in that structure, mm. right? Like why is passive, like what role does passive organic marketing play yeah. in your business in order to make leveraging other people's audiences mm. really powerful? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. one should you do first and at what intensity? And some things have to be done in parallel, absolutely. I think that's the kicker. Yes. And that's what we spend too much time trying to work out for ourselves when people have already worked it out. And yeah. that's not to say that you blindly do what someone else tells you, but those core principles are what you can, again, you can just be like, okay, this works. Now, in the same way, I'm sure the food pyramid is obviously no longer relevant, but there's a general thing around what healthy eating looks like. You just obviously opt out the things that suit your lifestyle, suit your allergies and things like that. Similarly here, there are those principles with the scale sandwich and the traffic pyramid that are principles that you just adhere to. Yeah. And then, because that's taken care of you, taken care of for you. And then that's where you go, okay, given my, my preferences, where my audience is for the things that I'm putting out in a consuming point of view, what are my priorities around leveraging other people's audiences? Do I want to run ads? All those decisions make become much easier. Yes. Yes. I, I like that. That's, I didn't really, I think I intuitively thought that, but I never actually, we never actually put words to that, which yes. is awesome. Yeah. So I think that sequence is, yeah. that's vital. Yeah. And so I guess just to close this off, really, what I want to, because I was a little bit facetious when I was like, just do what you want. <laughs> it's going to do what you want. But the thing that like the important part of doing what you want is when you make the decision, you stick with it. Mm. So you can make the decision to do whatever the heck you want, but then you got to stick with it. Yep. Because this is where we, and again, gosh we've fallen down on this a lot where you go like this is a great idea yeah like everyone's telling us we should do this and we're gonna Mm. do it and again not really maybe in not really realizing maybe at the time that it wasn't really something that we had a passion for or that we really liked doing yeah we didn't really find it enjoyable and so it was really easy to just give it up and that's okay. Like for some of us, I, I know I'm like being really like stick with it. <laughs> but some of us, sometimes we do have to go through the for journey sure. and we just have to try it. And mm-hmm. we have to realize that actually it's not for us. We have to put our hand on the hot kettle and get burnt and realize, okay, let's not do that. Yep. So I get that. But I think we all know if we be really honest with ourselves, I think a lot of us know when it is that we're trying, like when we're doing the squirrel thing yes, and when we're doing it for, when we're, changing our minds in quote unquote because it's not alignment it's not in alignment yeah yeah and so I guess that's what I just really wanted to call out which is once you do make a decision you've got to you've got to stick with it and even if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment you've got to stick with it for a period of time that makes you really sure of that like we were doing Instagram for a long time I did it even with my first business like a decade ago so let's 10 years yep. but then really recently even with like our coaching business and with cap show like we've been doing it for years mm. so you think about that we know i know <laughs> by now when you say you don't like instagram yep i know <laughs> i i'm very confident in that and i don't mean do something for 10 years give it a really good amount of time before mm. you re- and know deep in your gut that you're not just turning away from it because of any other reason other than the fact that it's just not something that you enjoy or are in alignment with. Yep, love it. Cool. Okay, so next week is going to be the last part of this series and we're going to talk about more implementation of this because I can't help it. We can't help it. We're, I mean, you're an implementer and I am. I like to get very 
tactical about mm. things. We're going to bring this together around, okay, what is what are some of the things that we can actually do yes. uh, to actually get a result for our business, to get to the why? Yeah, and the step that you're likely missing if you've been doing this a few times like us. <gasps> oh, what a hook. Ooh. Love that. All right, you got to tune in. We'll see you next week. I'm Deidre. I'm Bonner. Stay, Stay awesome. awesome.